I'm Kajol Char, and this is The Quad, bringing you voices from our very own world, the U Chicago Quad and beyond. My parents were born and raised in India, but have lived in the U.S. for way too many years for me to disclose without getting a call from my mom asking why I'm making her sound old. My brother and I were born in the U.S., and we've basically lived our whole lives here, give or take a few years. From the car rides to school with my mom to the time my brother and I broke our staircase banister by using it as a slide, the suburbs of Chicago will always be my home. India feels like home in a different way, though. I visit often because my grandparents and aunt live there. To me, culture is very strongly tied to colorful summers spent with family in India. Whenever I'm in India, I have a strong sense of belonging. My summers in India, chowing down butter masala dosa with my family and hopping in auto rickshaws are nestled in my soul. But I still don't quite fit in there. A major language barrier prevents that. My extended family speaks to each other in my parents' native language, Kannada. I learned to keep up with their conversation kind of, and I developed pretty good listening skills. But I can't actually form my own sentences. We always spoke English at home because my parents were afraid that we would develop Indian accents, which would set us apart as the other in school and make us less American. But now, when I have to speak English back in India, I feel like a visitor in my own culture. Sometimes I feel like the first generation is the lost generation. Other Indian Americans joke that they're coconuts brown on the outside and white on the inside. That doesn't sit well with me. I don't agree with this representation of identity because the two cultures interact and meld together. I've always wondered how others feel about their bicultural identity and how their experience compares to mine. And after interviewing a Venezuelan American student at University of Chicago who has decided to stay anonymous, I found many similarities between our perception of culture and our familial experiences. Where are you and your family from? Uh, Caracas, Venezuela. We left Venezuela in the year 2000, um, around April, I believe. So I was about uh, two and a half years old. My younger sister was about six months old. With the rise of the new political regime, there came a lot of instability um, in day-to-day life, especially socially. Um, Crime rose quite highly, and while it had been a problem that existed in Venezuela before, it really rose to new heights with this uh, political shift. So there was definitely a rise in uh, day-to-day kidnappings on the streets, people stealing cars, people stealing, um, mugging you on the street and things like that. Um, when I was around two years old, um, she was just driving and she stopped at a red light, which is now, um, unfathomable in Venezuela. Um, because as soon as you stop, people will usually knock on your door and, um, with a, like, hold you with a gun and, um, ask you to leave the car. Usually, what they want is the car, um, not really anything else, but um, kind of an incident that occurred when my mother was kidnapped. She was kidnapped along with the car. Um, I was not with her at the time, but um, we were fortunate enough that she was eventually let go um, and was able to rejoin our family and things like that, but that event was very scary for everyone involved. Um, shortly after that, my father's colleagues had um, a job opportunity for him um, in South Florida, which is where we set up our home. 
Yeah, how would you describe Venezuelan culture? I feel a little removed from Venezuelan culture, honestly, because I did leave at such a young age, and um, I didn't return for a very long time. I, the first time I returned back to Venezuela after leaving was in my sophomore year of high school. How would you describe your visit back? It was really interesting because I, I had never been back since um, I was born there, and it, it wasn't something I remembered very vividly. There were some parts of it I could piece together and remember. I remembered like the walls of my grandmother's house and things like that. But it was also a very new experience. It was very different from what I had expected, but I also felt oddly at home there. Um, there were a lot of um, cultural similarities, and I felt I could like easily identify with people on the street and people that I met and interacted with. But at the same time, um, it was shockingly different from everything that I had been used to growing up in the United States. So it was like a weird... Um, contradiction of feelings, I think, going back. What do you mean by shockingly different? I feel a little removed from Venezuelan culture as it is in Venezuela now. Um, so I'm familiar with customs um, and holidays and food and things like that, but um, I'm not very up to date on the current events or what's going on um, in the life of like a Venezuelan. I would describe Venezuelan culture for me as like a very familial. What's your experience with Venezuelan cultural traditions been like? For me, it's like very tied to food. So we'll eat a lot of um, like um, empanadas and cachitos, which are these like ham and cheese pastries that can be had for breakfast. My mom will make arepas. Um, so it's an interesting like combination of cultural elements. Spanish is my native language, and I learned to read and write in Spanish before I learned anything in English, really. From a very young age, my parents really insisted that we spoke Spanish all the time in the house to really preserve our language. So I speak Spanish completely with my mom and dad, um, and I speak both Spanish and English with my sister. What's your relationship and experience been with language? There is a big cultural barrier that exists with language and also the way um, people perceive you if you don't speak English um, perfectly or if you don't speak English like an American. Um, so my parents both learned English pretty quickly but it was a very hard process and I think that sometimes um, they still feel very self-conscious about not being able to speak English perfectly and I think they're also perceived a little differently because of that. Language as a cultural barrier completely resonates with my experience as well. Sometimes my parents ask me to help out with pronunciation so that they can sound as American as possible. Uh, she would ask me for help and I'd be um, willing to teach her how to um, how emails are formatted, what are typical ways to uh, write an email and address and end emails and um, I'd if my, I overheard my mother on the phone and she would mix up like a subject-verb um, pairing, I would talk to her about it and we could practice it together. Um, but generally, um, I think my parents learned English uh, very quickly and are pretty comfortable with it now.
how do you and your sister communicate? We'll kind of shift back and forth between languages depending on kind of what mood we're in or what we want to communicate. Um, so it often ends up being a weird mix of like Spanish and English at the same time. Um, when um, there are like several idioms or several things that we've grown up knowing through our parents that we want to communicate in Spanish, uh, we do so. And then like whenever we feel like we want to communicate in English because that's what comes most naturally. Um, since we both speak it in school and speak it with our friends, then we'll do that as well. It's kind of, um, I don't think it's a very conscious effort of switching between the languages. What's your relationship to Venezuelan culture like now? I think it kind of retains a sort of nostalgic feeling with it because as I grow older, um, a lot of these elements remain in my childhood. Um, and it's also very difficult, I think, for me to kind of seek these out because I don't really know where I can access this sort of cultural um, niche in, like, Chicago. Um, and I haven't really had access to people like that or met anyone who shares these customs or cultural similarities with me. It also becomes very tied to things like family and um and a specific place. So it's something I can revisit at any point, I feel, but it's not something that's as much a part of my everyday life as it used to be. While I have spent most of my life in the United States, and I'm like, very grateful and identified with a lot of parts of American culture, it's kind of hard to think of myself as an American, and also hard to think of myself as Venezuelan. So I think of myself kind of as in between the two, and very much defined by this in-betweenness. I would say I'm definitely more comfortable with American culture and definitely more comfortable with, um, especially like in an academic setting, parsing through concepts or topics in English and definitely know a lot more about like American history and um, American customs and things like that. But I can... I don't feel I can ever really say I'm completely American because I do have this side to me that is also very tied to Venezuelan culture. I think it also feels difficult because Venezuelan culture is not something that's I feel easily accessible in my everyday life. It's not something that I can talk about or really participate in outside of my family. So it's it's a weird um, existing between two cultural identities kind of. I used to be confused about my dual identity, but now I realize it's a powerful part of myself. I belong to two cultures. I belong in America, and I belong in India. My roots span from the South Asian continent to the Western Hemisphere, and I'm proud. I will water my roots, and I will see the flowers of my cross-cultural identity bloom. So here I am, trying to water my garden. Thanks for listening to The Quad. You can find all our episodes at soundcloud.com slash uchicagoquadcast or on iTunes at bit.ly slash uchiquad. Thank you.